Welcome back to God's Pathway to Life for You. I'm your host, Dave. Today we're talking about John chapter 15. Hello, thanks for returning to the podcast. Today we're talking about John chapter 15. But before I get started, I'd like to say my little prayer. Lord, Father in heaven, please... Lord, I pray for understanding for my listeners that you give them a stillness of mind to hear your still, quiet voice hidden in your word, that you open a Bible to them in a way they have never experienced before, that your word becomes alive to them. All this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, uh, last time we got together, we was talking about uh, John chapter 14. Uh, seems like a lot of stuff's been getting in the way, and man, I've just been swamped and overwhelmed, and I can't seem to get the podcast out, so I'm, I'm charging forward and, and trying my best to try to get these uh, podcasts out for you, <clears throat> and try to push everything to the side to get this done. It's it just, it just amazing how much stuff can get crammed in your day as you, as you go through life, and, and get sidetracked. So I get sidetracked too, and a lot of stuff I get sidetracked, I, I put in my life, so you know, it's my fault too. So nobody's, you know, I'm in, we're all in control of what we do and how we interact in the day. And sometimes I put a lot of stuff, I I keep myself quite busy and sometimes I put too much on my plate. Sometimes it takes too much of my time to do some of the projects that I set up for myself and, and they're real time consuming type projects that I do. And so they eat a lot of my time up. And then, you know, when I, I look up from doing these projects, it's, three or four days later and I missed all this time and stuff. So I'm guilty of that. When, when I start working on something, I get tunnel vision and I just start focusing in on it. And that's kind of my, you know, the way I'm, I'm wired. I got a little OCD, I guess. So, but anyways, uh, like I said, uh, the Bible exam conference was rescheduled for August 1st through the 4th. And it will be like the regular times, you know, like a 11 a.m., on Sunday, and then on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, it'll probably be at 7 o'clock. So if you want to tune in for that Bible exam, that will probably happen, because uh, this time he's going to drive. He's not going to try to get a plane or anything like that, because I hear that the planes and reservations and all that is just real hectic right now. So in order, so he doesn't miss this August 1st through the 4th, he's going to go ahead and drive from where he's coming from down here to Oklahoma. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into uh, uh, John chapter 15. It says, I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman, or the vine dresser. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that bear fruit, he pruneth it, that it may bring forth much more fruit. Okay, so, you know, uh, Christ is the true vine. He is our, our, our example of how to live a Christian life. He's, he's the son of God. He's the, the father is the husbandman. He's the vine dresser. He's the, he's the one that cultivates and prunes and dresses the vineyard. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, those are those people who claim to be Christians, are, he'll take away. And every branch that bears fruit, he pruneth it, that it may bring uh, forth more fruit. Okay, what's this pruning he's talking about? Well, that's what I was talking, telling you about these little tests that you go through life. When, you know, you was probably surprised to hear that I said that God brings difficult people into your life. And you was probably also surprised that I said Satan brings difficulty, pe- difficult people into your life. 
Well, this is true. You're being played by both of them. God is playing you to see if you if He can bring Christ likeness, uh, responsiveness out of you, love, understanding, forgiveness, kindness, and caring out of you to see if you can pray for these difficult, angry people that He places in your life. But Satan places difficult people in your life to bring the negative out of you, to make you like that negative person he just brought into your life. To see, you know, if you like for an example, someone sitting there in your face cussing at you, Satan's going to say, yeah, watch, he's going to cuss right back at him. Well, as a Christian, you know that you have to watch what you say and you can't use vulgar, foul language anymore because you're a Christian. Because Christians are not supposed to be cussing and, and saying vulgar, uh, hateful, evil things out of their mouth because only the Word of God should come out of there. And if how can the Word of God and filthy, nasty things come out the same place? You, so you kind of see where I'm going with this. So when he says, He pruneth it, that it may bring forth moth fruit, these are those difficult testing moments in your life that God puts in your life. It, it may be a loss of a job. It may be a, a hateful co-worker. It may be... Something you, you you know what type of experiences that I'm talking about that God is placing in your life to see if you can overcome these or how are you going to respond to these problems that He's placing in your life. So remember, every day you wake up is a test. You're putting through little tests all your life for the rest of your life. So let's go ahead and finish. We'll go on into three. It says, "Now you are clean through the Word which I have spoken to you." And that's what I said, the Word of God is the cleansing. This is how we cleanse ourselves from the uh, world-filthy knowledge that we poured into our minds. Like I said, continue to read your Bible, and then at one point in time, you'll have more Bible knowledge than than worldly knowledge, and you'll start to see a clearer picture of of your walk. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, any more can you except you abide in me. So in order for, there's no such thing as a lone ranger Christian. You can't be a Christian out on your own. You have to find and seek out other Christians, and that's called a church. And you join the church and you be a part of the church because with you in the church, then you can, there's nothing that can hold you back. But if you're out there on your loan, man, you can lose your way. And the devil can get you doing things in a wrong way. So you got to be careful with that. So said, I'm the vine, you are the branch. He that abideth in me and I in him is the same, the same bring forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So without Christ in your life, and see, that's what I was talking about, the liberals and, and the left and the Democrats, you know. Those guys are, you know, they got big hearts. They really care for people, and they want to do right. They, they really want to do right. They and, and in their heart, they believe they're doing right. But, see, the devil's got them fooled because what they're doing, Christ is not in there. And, see, you, it's everything that they're going to do is going gonna, gonna to come to emptiness. You guys are going to see it. Everything that they planned, everything they want to do, it's going to come to emptiness eventually. Because without Christ, nothing, you can't do anything. You, as Christians, we have Christ in our body. So whenever we go and try to do the things that we need to do to advance the Word of God, it will be fulfilled. 
If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and it is withered, and men gathered and cast him into the fire, and they are burned. Okay, that's an analogy of the lost, because the lost are the withered branches that are laying on the ground that men gather and they cast into the lake of fire and they burn for eternity. And you stay in that death state. So whatever you die in, that's your death state for eternity. Because you're a Christian, you cho- because you lost and you chose not to be a Christian, and you chose to stay in yourself, then your sin, yourself, your death, all that will be implied to your own account. That if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you shall ask what you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done to you. Remember, when you ask in Jesus' name or you ask anything like that, it's to advance the plan of God. And if you ask anything like, Lord, come into my neighbor's life, place the seat of faith, let him turn his life over to Christ and go on down the road and and, and start being a good Christian. And if you pray for that, that's a part of God's plan. He'll come in there and take care of that and place the seed of faith in that man's heart. But if God knows that man won't accept that seed of faith, then God takes that blessing, turns it ten times forward, and gives it back over to you. So it's always good to pray for the others. Here is my Father glorified. You bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue you in my love. That's why I say love everybody. Respect everybody. Have a forgiving heart. And when you forgive somebody, that means to totally forget it like it never happened. You don't bring it up 10 years later. Say, remember when I forgave you for doing this such and such? No. Just go ahead and forgive him like it never happened. Because that's what God and Jesus does with your sin. When God said he forgave you of your sin, he made it wipe away like he like he totally forgot about it he did he's not going to come up there's oh well remember when you sinned no he's totally forget about it so when you love somebody and you forgive them that means to put them back in the standing as they were before as the father loved me so i love you continue in my love if you Keep my commandments, and you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be fulfilled. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. God, Christ loved us so much that he gave his life for us. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for, for his friends. And that's what Christ calls us. So you are my friends if you do it whatsoever I command you. So if you do the will of God, you remove sin out of your life, you try to read your Bible every day, you try to correct yourself with God, and you try to live in a Christian life, then you are a friend of Jesus. And, you know, he is going to come one day and reclaim your soul take you to heaven and re- reunite you with your body at one point and glorify your body and you'll be just like Christ. I mean, this is fabulous, fabulous news. And, and the greatest part about this whole thing, you can't screw this up. All you got to do is continue to read your word, continue to remove sin and hateful things out of your life and allow God to come into your life and control you every day. Learn how to put yourself into neutral And learn how to let God come into your life and control you.
Hereafter I call you not servant, for servants know not what uh, the master, the Lord does, but I call you friends. All things I have heard from my father I have made known to you. He said, everything God has told me, I have told mankind. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. See, that's what I'm saying. If you're listening to my voice and you're listening to the podcast and God you know, place that seed of faith in your heart. You did not wake up one day to worship an invisible God. God placed faith in your heart. So rejoice because he doesn't do anything that, that does not come to fruition. You are going to be changed into Christ like this at some point in time. So he says, I have cho- you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever, whatsoever you shall ask in the Father's name, I have given to you. And that's what he says. When you die, if, you, if you're out there discipling people, changing hearts and minds, and telling people about Jesus, when you die, those people continue to tell about Jesus and about how Jesus changed their life and how they're changing hearts and minds. And when they meet people and they change their heart, it just continues. It's exponential. And only until you reach the, at the end of time, does all this accumulate? So it's it's amazing. It's amazing. When you read your Bible, we'll come to this understanding, it, and you'll see that. Man, it's great. It's great. It's, this is great stuff. So he says, These things I've commanded you, that you love one another. If the world hated hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. The world hated Christ, and that's why I say, if you're single, if if you feel like no one loves you, if you feel like you're 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 been rejected by the world, you you don't have a ton of friends, you don't have a billion followers on Facebook, you know nobody ever likes your Facebook comments, you don't have in laws, you don't have brother in laws, you don't have nobody, you're walking through life solitary alone. Well, that's because the world hates you because you are a Christian, because God knew the world knows that you're not part of it. That's why you're not enjoying in the worldly things. Man, rejoice the fact that you're not enjoying in the worldly things, but in, rejoice at the fact that God has selected you out of the world, and that's why the world hates you, and that's why you're not partaking of everything worldly. Because God has greater plans for you. Because after your life ends, man, your reward is going to be totally awesome. I mean, the, the, the world that you're going to experience to live with God will blow everything in this world away. It, I mean, I'm just like, it's going to blow everything away. You're going to live with so much joy in your life, you'll be feel like you're walking on air. I'm not crapping on you. That's This is real stuff. When you... You take that word of God and you live it and apply it. And when you die and go to heaven and you meet God and you live live with God for eternity, you're going to be walking on air, man, because you're going to be so lifted up from the love of God and the joy and the feeling and everything. Oh, man, it's just going to be overwhelming. Your cup will run over. I mean, it's it's awesome. So it said, if you were of the world, the world will love of, of his own. But you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. Remember the words that I say to you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If, you, if they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they would keep my sayings, they will keep your sayings also. But all these things will they do to you for my namesake, because they 
not known me that sent me because the world does not know God. The world has no understanding of God. They're, they're so lost in themselves, they don't even see the light of God. This is, this is the way it is. If it had come to me, if, if it had not come and spoken to them, they had not known of sin. If, if, if the world had never received the Ten Commandments and knew that we are sinners by birth, then we had, would never know. He said, but now... There's no cloak for their sin. The world has, we, we have no excuse. We all know about the Ten Commandments. Everybody knows about the Ten Commandments. We all know that we're born sinners, so there's no way, there's no excuse anymore. He that hates me hates my father also, and that, that, that's plainly true. If I had not done among them the works which no other man did, they had not had sin, but now... Have they both seen and hate both me and my father? Because God showed them the sinful lifestyle that they created, the sinful system of the financial, the markets, you know, the rent, paying for your, your lifestyle, all you know, the system that it's in place today, the world system of collection and taxes and bills and your, your servitude to your job to receive money so you can continue. Yeah, all this whole system that they created is terrible. It's evil system that they created. But this comes to pass that words might be fulfilled that it was written in their laws. They hated me without cause. So it was written in the Old Testament that it's that this saying, they hated me without cause. It, so it's, it's uh, once again, it's fulfilling of Scripture. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send to you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me. So he's talking about the Holy Spirit coming in, living and dwelling in your body, and he's the one that's going to direct you and guide you in the way of the words of God. And you also shall bear witness because you have been with me from the very beginning. So he's saying, you know, to the disciples at this point, you know, he's still talking to the disciples. But he's saying, you know, you guys have been with me since the very beginning. I called you guys from out of the world. You guys are now following me. You, you know, you understand the word, the plan of God, and how all this is supposed to be fulfilled. Okay, so that brings us to the uh, end of chapter 15. And I got the call to action. Sign up for a prayer list today. And if you'd like a sticker, send me an email, and I'll send you a sticker out. And I'd also like you to start own pr your own prayer list, write names of people you love and care about, and write down if God answers a prayer. Okay, I got the prayer of salvation for those of you who want to turn your life over to Christ. You make this statement of faith uh, uh, privately between you and Christ and find you a church, start attending it. When they have invitation, just when you go up, go up front, you give your life publicly to Christ. Uh, join the church, start reading your Bible, removing sin and hateful things out of your life, and start having your Christian walk. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I, I admit that my sins separate me from you. I need your forgiveness. I believe you died on the cross for my sin, and God raised you from the dead. I choose today by faith to invite you to my heart to take control of my life, to be my Lord and Savior. I willingly choose to turn from sin and to turn to you. Please forgive me of all my sins. Wash me clean and give me a home in heaven with you when I die. Change me and make me a new person. Help me now to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, I invite you to church on Facebook Live Sunday morning, 11 Central Standard Time. And again, Sunday night, 
Sunday night and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. And if you do come, would you put in the comment section that you're from the podcast? Okay, I'm asking if God has placed it on your heart to donate to the church, South Heights Baptist Church in Sepulpa, Oklahoma. There's now a donate link on the website, godspathwaytolife.faith. There's a clickable link in the detailed description box for this podcast. Check out the detailed description box for all links and email information. Okay, that's all I have to say. Remember to say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we're all strangers too and he loved us so. Your friend in Christ, Dave. Bye.